What is going on, everybody, and welcome back inside the lab to your source for fantasy hockey news and degenerate gambling breakdowns. It's the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and I'm joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host for an extra spicy episode. We're going to talk about our competitive listener league, wins, losses in the draft, and where we think we're headed, all on today's episode. Let's get right to it. You're Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am joined as always, by my distinguished co-host, Mr. Steele Rodin. And on this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Steel, today is one of those episodes that you and I are going for a little look under the hood to see exactly <laughs> what we've been doing for our teams. We've been putting our money where our mouths are and showing the listeners, and well, you know, telling the listeners as well, what we've been doing with our squads. And now this is one of those spots where I think headed into the season, where there are still some drafts to be done, some of our listeners and watchers out there can really benefit to see from what we've been doing. I know you were really happy with your draft I am a little bit uncertain about my team. We'll run through our favorite picks. We'll run through our teams. And we'll also run through, you've already pulled off a nice trade. I've already had to hit the waiver wire. These are some of the scenarios that I know a lot of people out there are already having to go through. So hopefully on today's episode, we can help take you through what will take you over the top at the end of the year. And still, honestly, before we get into it. I am so ready for the puck to drop. I sound like a broken record, but for real, I'm seeing the line rushes. I'm seeing all of these preseason pro- prognostications. I am ready for hockey action, baby. And I seriously cannot wait for that puck to drop. Only five days away from the start of the NHL season, October 10th, a Tuesday. And I believe there's three games that night. That night. I'm going to be swipping, flipping back from all mm. three games. Uh, because you're right, Puck NHL is right around the corner, and we couldn't be more excited. Mm-hmm. We're going to dive into our draft results from the competitive league in the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Listener League. Yes, uh, We're going to do the casual one for Friday's episode. Uh, we also have one more mock draft to do just uh, the day before the NHL mm-hmm. season kicks off, but we got a ton more of content to get to. We're super excited about it, but today is a self-reflection time. We're going through the draft results. We're going through our teams and we're going to see what went wrong, what went right and what sort of things we're looking towards for this upcoming season. So I guess I'll start us off with my entire team right now. I had the first overall pick uh, just to give everyone a little bit of a background about the format of the league as well. Two centermen, two left winger, two right wingers, five defensemen, two goalies and three bench spots. There's also two IR spots. Uh, Mm -hmm. on the board as well but that's the format for the league 12 category league not going to get into the categories it's all the basics hits penalty minutes uh you know goals assists power play points all the basics uh, that you could imagine but Mm -hmm. for the draft results i had the number one overall pick so of course i take Connor mcdavid yeah i had to wait a while 
like a while to get to my second round pick. Uh, but it was fine. So started off with Connor McDavid first overall, Alexander Barkov 32nd, Miro Heiskanen 33rd. I needed a t- I needed a defenseman in the top three rounds, and Miro Heiskanen was right there sitting for me. Um, so I went I went after him, paired Connor McDavid up with my boy Zach Hyman in the fourth round. Then Dylan Larkin. Actually, I've been receiving a ton of trades for Dylan Larkin, and Makes this is sense. a player that I've kind of been keeping under the radar for myself. I think he's going to have a monster year. He's gained 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. He looks mm-hmm. big out there. He's dominating. Mm-hmm. You get uh, you get uh, Alex Debrinkit. Lucas Raymond could have a pretty decent season. Maurice Sider is going to have a decent season. So I like the looks of the of Dylan Larkin in this Detroit team. After, in, in, in the sixth round, Johnny Goudreau, Tyler Toffoli in the seventh, Devin Levi in the eighth, Nazem Kadri in the ninth, Jake Sanderson in the tenth, Neil Pionk in the 11th, Jake DeBrusque in the 12th, Noah Hannafin in the 13th, Anders Lee in the 14th, Hampus Lindholm in the 15th, Oliver Bjorkstrand in the 16th, my boy Jake Wallman in the Mm -hmm. 17th, and John Gibson in the 18th. And, you know, I want to talk about some of the, what I believe are my mistakes, as well as some of, uh, uh, you know, the good things I did in this draft. Number one, first mistake I did, or I made in this entire draft is I heavily, heavily, heavily favored forwards. Um, It just happened to go that way. You know, when the draft was happening, I was trying to go after goalies. I was trying to go after defensemen. The one I wanted got taken for me. It happened. So that plan went a little bit out the window. I went heavy on the forward position uh, and kind of fell behind in the goalie department. I drafted Mm -hmm. Devin Levi, a rookie for Buffalo Sabres. And then mm-hmm. John Gibson with my last pick in the draft, who just, right. you don't really know what's going to happen with Anaheim this year. They're going to give up a ton of goals. They got a bunch yeah. of young prospects and young players on their teams. So for me, I made the crucial mistake of not targeting a true number one goaltender, uh, you know, to start things off. But one of the good things I did, because I was so heavily favored with my forwards, I was mm-hmm. able to facilitate a trade. Uh, for Linus Allmark. So I ended up trading Tyler Toffoli, who was my seventh round pick for Linus Allmark. So I now have Devin Levi and Linus Allmark, which I'm happy with. And then two of the things that I really liked that, you know, fell to me in these rounds was Jake DeBrusque at 192nd overall was an absolute good one. steal. Good absolute one. steal of the draft. And then Anders Lee at 224. I think yeah. those two players were not getting enough credit. I don't exactly know why they fell that far. But for mm. me personally, to get Jake DeBrusque in the 12th and then Anders Lee in the 14th, I was extremely happy about. I'm mm-hmm. very, very happy with how my team turned out to be. I love my first uh, – I, honestly, I love my first 10 draft picks because even Jake yeah. Sanderson in the 10th round. But mm-hmm. yeah, I couldn't be more ecstatic with how my team's shaping up right now, especially after that trade for Linus Allmark. I would say steal your first six or seven rounds are absolutely picture perfect looking at your roster right now. But if I were to have to poke holes in you, I like that you already addressed it. And we'll talk a little bit more about the moves that we've made coming up at the end of the show. I want to talk to Steele about this trade. I want to talk to you about I've also made three waiver wire moves to try and address some of what I thought were deficiencies in my squad. I will say this, though. We are buying into Devin Levi big time. Yeah. We're expecting a regression from Linus Allmark. But we know that the Buffalo Sabres might take a lot of pucks on net 
trying to still find themselves. So if I were you, the only spot I'd really be concerned about, and I think you've already tried to address it, so you know what I'm talking about, is the goaltending area. But where you have gone right is probably the most solid and balanced forward group in this league at first glance. So kudos to you. And I'm with you on that. I'm with you on all of these takes. And I think the one that I agree with you the most on is Dylan Larkin. And what I'm really going to like to see from the captain of this Red Wings squad that is now so balanced out. He doesn't have to necessarily be that guy every night. Now they are a really gritty, balanced forward unit. Now I think you will see him benefit from that. Let's head over to old Big Flip squad. Because things (laughs) went off the rails for me early, Steele. And yesterday, or two days ago, you and I talked about having a plan and sticking to it. I'm texting you before the draft. You're going flip. Where are you drafting? I was eighth overall. You know I really hate that spot. That's a tough one with 14. 14 GMs did we have in this league, Steele? Yes, 14. Eighth is a really tough spot, and I'm not just saying it because I was in well, it. We had, we had 16, 16, including you and I. Thank you. 16. Eighth smack dab in the middle is arguably the worst spot. One of the worst, in my yeah. opinion, anyway. But I think I did an okay job considering that all of my plan players steal over the first two or three rounds got snatched right under me. <laughs> so first round, and you're just going to know that it's round one through 18. So I don't need to read those off. Round one, Miko Rantanen. Then I went right off the rails deal because all of my players were taken. And I went to Jake Ottinger, something that I didn't want to do so early. I really did want to employ the strategy of the guys on Apples and Genos. You know, Blake Creamer's our boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Amato. We've learned that this strategy can work waiting for your goalies. And then look at what I go ahead and do is I take Jake Ottinger in the second round. Am I happy that I took a number one goaltender and I had him? Yes, but one of my immediate missteps was that I think I took a goalie too early. Of course, I got one of the best ones out there. But anyway, take Jake Ottinger in the second round. Then I go Sebastian Ajo. This is where I really think I start to pick up some steam here, Steele. Sebastian Ajo at 40th overall, I think is a really good pick. Then I got Jacob Truba, Vincent Trocek, Jacob Chikrin, Stuart Skinner at 104th overall in the seventh round, I think is a great goaltender pickup, but that's really where I wanted to be taking both of my goaltenders and I had to pull the panic button early, but I'm okay with it. Morgan Riley, Tyler Bertuzzi, Adam Larson, Lawson Krause, Seth Jarvis, Colton Pareko, Philip Deneau, Chandler Stevenson, Connor Clifton, Yanni Gord, and Alex Kalorn. My last three choices though, by the way, just because I did hit a power outage, were auto drafts. So that's why I went immediate to the waiver wire to try and shuffle some things around. But immediately, still looking at my team, I think I'm going to be okay in some of those banger league categories. Where I'm worried about is my lack of offensive firepower. I think I might struggle big time in the goal scoring category. I know I have Rantanen. I know I have Ajo. But after that, I'm going to have to get pretty creative with guys that are going to be producing at an offensively elite level. And that's just me being straight up honest. When I look at the guys on your forward unit, yeah, I got the Lawson Krauses of the world. Sure, I got the Tyler Bertuzzi's who, you know, they can bring some offensive value. But if they're not playing healthy and they're not getting a 10 hits a night, I'm going to be in trouble for matching up those offensive categories. And I think that's where my biggest weakness is because on my blue line steal, You know, I've been actually doing a pretty good job, I think, about addressing my blue line over our mock drafts and our drafts. I'm really loving Truba, Chikrin, Riley, Adam Larson, and Colton Pareko with Connor Clifton as my backup D. I really do like my blue line core, but I think I'm going to struggle offensively. I really like your blue line as well. Uh, Sorry about that. I think my Wi-Fi went out there for a little bit. That's okay. And I might have been frozen. But no, I, caught the, I, caught, I caught the end of that. But I, you know, looking at your team, I, I, I completely understand the last three picks were 
uh, auto drafted. So I'm not even going to talk about that. I was going to say Thank something, you. but it was auto drafted. So that's not Thank up you. to you if the power goes out. I loved your defenseman though. I know you really like Adam Larson. He brings mm-hmm. the hits. He brings the, pl- uh, the blocks. He brings actually a little bit of offensive ability to his game as well. You get mm-hmm. Jacob Truba, who's an absolute beast. If he can get a little bit of some offensive production going as well, he could be a yeah. stud. Jacob Chikrin, another stud. Morgan Riley, mm-hmm. another stud. Uh, and then Colton Pareko to fill out some of those right. uh, other peripherals as well. I agree with you. You know, I was going to, you know, you, you already mentioned it as well. You know, the, the plan sort of went off the rails a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, picking Jake Ottinger in the second round. I was going to yeah. bring that up. But sometimes it happens. You got an absolute stud regardless of what round you picked him in. And look yeah. what happened to me. I waited. And mm-hmm. those goalies were all taken by pretty much the seventh mm-hmm. round. So, like, it's a fine uh, line. exactly when you got Stuart Skinner. So I was even going to ta- – I was targeting Stuart Skinner in that seventh round. He got taken, and yeah. it kind of screwed me up for the rest. So I went after some forwards and defensemen as well. Mm-hmm. We are going to continue talking about yes. this dra- these draft results, the trades, the waiver wire pickups, and the wrongs and rights that Flip and I both made. But we got some sponsors to talk about. Yes, we do. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. Steele and I are in on those Thursday same-game parlays. We're loving Sunday fun days on the NFL, and NHL is back, baby, so you know you got to be tapped into FanDuel. The app is super easy to use with a wide range of betting options in the NFL world, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and a lot more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen. The NHL season starts next week, and Locked On has put together the ultimate season preview for the Eastern and Western Conferences. You can find the episode available now on Locked On NHL or on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Thank you so much for tuning in. For today's episode with Flip and I, Monday through Friday, hit that subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day. And continuing on the topic of these draft results on the trades and the uh, and the waiver wire pickups, we're, con- mm-hmm. we're going to continue with your team, Flip, and then we'll get Thank back you. to mine in a little Thank bit. Um, so I want to go to the waiver wire pickups. Like you mm-hmm. said, you auto-drafted the last three players, which were Connor Clifton, Yanni Gordon, Alex Kalorn. You yeah. mentioned this to me the other day. Alex Kalorn is now injured. He will be out yes. for a little, for a, a, a pretty decent amount of time four uh, to, to six start weeks. the year. Four, four to six weeks? Yeah, so he's going to yep. miss the first month, month and a half of the, more. Uh, of the NHL season. Again, that's just the minimum. So mm-hmm. who were some of the players that you picked up off the waiver wire and that you're very yeah. excited about? Yeah, so Connor Clifton was actually a guy that I've had my eye on a little bit. He was actually, I think, in my key when the power went out. So I think he was my first quote-unquote auto draft. But he is Mm -hmm. playing on the top pairing with Rasmus Dahlin right now in Buffalo. So the fact that he is going to be the sandpaper side, even though Rasmus Dahlin racked up pims and hits last year, he's going to be that anchor for Rasmus Dahlin to be able to do his offensive thing. So I'm loving getting a piece of that top pairing in Buffalo, number one. So I kept... Connor Clifton and Connor Clifton in terms of the guys that I did swap out. But what I'm looking forward to here, Steele, is I had to get a little bit more balanced. 
So I do like Yanni Gord. I really do. And I like him in banger leagues a lot, but I wanted to spread out my forward depth. So I go to a guy in Riley Smith, a player that you and I are, you know, I've talked about. He can be very streaky. He doesn't exactly bring a ton of peripherals, but what he does bring is dual position eligibility. And right now, while Gensel still recovers and we know he's going to be back sooner than later, we also know Brian Rust had his struggles last year. And I think what the important thing about Riley Smith is he can slot in anywhere. So in the meantime, while Gensel's back, he can go up there on the left side and play with Crosby and Rust. If Rust doesn't perform, he can take that spot on the right side and play with Sid and Gensel. Or I'm fine if he's playing on Geno's wing. Either way, I want a little piece of that offense. So I went after Riley Smith's deal instead of a guy in Yanni Gord, who given what I just said about all my peripherals in terms of pims and hits and i think i got my sandpaper down with the likes of lawson kraus tyler bertuzzi philip Deneau, and other guys and adam larson who really fill out those categories i wanted a little bit of offense so i went after riley smith that was the first one i don't know what you think about that we you know how i feel about riley smith you hey, know exactly how well, I let's feel move on then. so <laughs> i, I I, I like this player a lot, and we talked about him along the size with Ricard Raquel as well and what this Pittsburgh offense can do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously for the first week without Jake Gensel and then what to expect when Jacob comes back. I like yeah. all of your waiver wire picks. You know, like you said, you auto-draft. Even Alex Kalorn, there was some, there was a little bit of upside to what he's going to bring to Anaheim, but now yep. that he's injured for the next month and a half, you got to go straight to the waiver wire to fill that position. Is, is Alex Kalorn still, is he on your IR, or did you drop him fully? So I just straight up dropped him, Steele, and I could okay. have yeah, taken yeah. that route. But here's my other prediction. There are going to be a number of enticing waiver wires after the first week. So as mm-hmm. much as I could have stashed him, and maybe that was a bit of a quick, hasty move, I also took a quick look around the NHL in terms of, in our league especially, and this is a competitive 16-team yeah. league, there is not a lot of anything in terms of backup goaltenders. And instead of leaving myself high and dry, I wanted to get a little bit of insurance there. And that's just my strategy because I've been burned so many times. There's nothing worse still, honestly, than looking at this head-to-head category league and not even hitting the minimum for your goaltender for the week, having your stats counted. So I went with a bit of an insurance blanket. And yeah, is Sam Montembeau on a good team? No, he's not. But he is going to get the run out as the number one in Montreal, at least until Caden Primo is ready to go. And I really do think that Sam Montembeau, in a pinch, can be a great fill-in goaltender. So I dropped Alex Kalorn and I picked up Sam Montembeau. That was my second waiver wire move. And I think that's something we're going to have to implement for next year. I, it didn't even hit. It didn't even click into my head uh, about how many GMs that we have and what the problem is going to be with goaltenders is we we actually have this rule in in my year to year league only two goalies maximum drafted right when you right when you draft your first your first two goalies that yeah. section gets locked off and you can't even look at goaltenders like anymore that. because yeah. you know again it is what it is now and I'm not even yeah. mad my I like my team a lot For but sure. there's a few there's a few teams and a few GMs out here who have f- three or four goaltenders on their roster right now right. and it just it, it makes the it makes it very scarce for goalies on the waiver wire because like you said there are not a lot of goaltenders out there so we're gonna have to implement that for next year where there's only two goalies maximum and again you don't have to draft john gibson or jonas uh johan well i guess you could draft jonas johansson because he seems to be like that number one guy right now for tampa who knows but yeah it's a very scarce position for goalies right now if if there's no limit and you've Mm -hmm. got 16 gms in the league i got uh i 
you know, we're going to talk about this on tomorrow's episode for the casual league. Yes. I haven't yet to do any waiver wire pickups in the competitive mm-hmm. league, but on the casual league, I've made one waiver wire pickup. I'm super excited about it. Okay. It's a player I've talked about for a while now. We're going to get to that on Big Friday's team. episode. Big we're going to continue talking about trades and the draft results after this break. But this episode is also brought to you by indeed when you're drafting your fantasy team do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team if you're building a roster to win the league you need indeed indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract interview and hire all in one place don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all on indeed find top talent fast with the indeed suite and powerful hiring tools like indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews Hate waiting. Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment, that's right, the moment they sponsor a job. Something I personally love about Indeed is, again, that instant match. It makes it super easy to connect with the employers as well. Indeed does the hard work for you, sponsor a job, and boom, instant match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. Visit Indeed.com slash locked on to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you hit that subscribe, hit the follow button, leave a five-star review. We appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day. And Flip, if you don't mind, we'll head back over to my team right now uh, and talk about that for a little bit. Uh, you know, Please. just you know, just a little bit of a side note. If you're looking to you know bolster up your offensive group, oh, I've got I've got a ton of forwards oh. available right now, and I would. I, I wouldn't mind picking up another defenseman. You know, okay. I could use some help. I could use some help on the blue line. Let's so talk. If you we'll talk off the podcast, we'll talk off the. Podcast. Also, before we head to your steal, <laughs> by the way, that was a very tantalizing tease, and <laughs> I will say this: I made some moves in our listener ca- casual league as well. Yeah, that I want to talk about tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that. I really like the tease. So I just wanted to tease a little bit more, and just to leave my last, you know, endpoint here on my Sam Montembeau take. The Montreal Canadiens had a high-scoring point-getter last year of Nick Suzuki at 66 points. 65, 66. It's right in yeah. there. I was looking at it this morning when I was reading up on the show. So that's number one. We know how bad that team was in front of them. And I believe they set the record for most man games lost in terms of injuries last year. They were a shattered unit in front of yeah. Sam Montembeau. Sam Montembeau was still able to put up a 16, 19, and 3 record steal with a 901 save percentage. That tells me... You're going to want to be keeping your eye on this goaltender. Do you need to be as bold as me as dropping a piece in Kalorn to pick him up? Maybe not. But if you're needing a little bit of goaltending insurance and Sam Montembeau is out there, on any other team, in my opinion, he's a legit number one goaltender. And I think you should really have him on your watch list as one of those players that you immediately go to add. I know the Montreal Canadiens are going to be bad, (laughs) but this kid is a good goaltender with number one goaltender capabilities. He's just on a really bad team. Anyway, over to your team. 
Look, we know that the stats don't show what this kid is capable of. Again, uh, a, a poor team in front of Thank him. You. But when you vis- when you visually watch him play, mm-hmm. you see the effort, you see the skill. It just the gamer. Is, again, the the stats just aren't panning out the way that a lot of us would hope to be. But he is going to be that number one goaltender because I don't believe it should be Jake Allen at this point. He just looks like he's. No completely out of his element right they now. They want it to be primo, which makes me nervous. But anyway, that's yeah. not happening yet. But uh, to, yeah, to continue actually on top of that, you know, waiver wire pickups, you know, yes. like I said, I, I facilitated that trade. I traded yes. Tyler to for Linus Allmark. I ended up dropping John Gibson and picking up Tyler Sagan. So that just adds another uh, boost of those forward categories for shots, you know, mm. goals, assists, power play points. Hopefully he can continue doing some nice things in Dallas. Um, but I want to mention this to you because I got traded by one of our uh, favorites here on the podcast, someone who was in our po- uh, in our podcast listener league last year, mm. and that is Brock Leon's Fire Pandas sent me a trade a couple days ago. I I, I don't think I actually mentioned this to you. Okay. Thought I'd bring it up on uh, for today's podcast. Thank you. He wants to trade me two of my favorite fantasy players, Jack Eichel and Claude Giroux mm. uh, for Zach Hyman and Dylan Larkin. So this was one of the trades that I've been traded. I've been proposed multiple times for Dylan Larkin. He's not the only one. Uh, I've had a few people reach out to try to trade for Dylan Larkin. At first glance, I was like, oh, I love Jack Eichel. I love Claude Giroux in the fantasy league. Uh, both of those guys are studs. But after, you know, maybe five minutes of thinking about it, I was like, what am I even thinking about? This is Zach Hyman and Dylan Larkin I'm talking about. Zach Hyman playing with the best player in the world. He puts up a ton of shots, ton of power play points, hits and blocks, and same goes for Dylan Larkin. 32 goals, 47 assists, over 240 shots. He brings the hits. He brings the blocks a little bit. So I just couldn't I couldn't pull the trigger on it. I, it's not that I didn't like it. It's not that it wasn't close to fair. I just think my more uh, my two players, Zach Hyman and Dylan Larkin, are more valuable. Yeah, I think so, Steele. This is also one of those things, and this is my main when I'm when you're discussing this with me. We are serious about fantasy hockey, and I Very. think you and I mentioned this a little bit on our top five ways to dominate your draft episode a couple of days ago. By the way, check that bad boy out. It's fire. Make sure you tune in, subscribe to the channel, five star review, the whole lot is we want to make sure our team is the best it can be, right? Obviously. But maybe over-meddling too early and kind of going, oh, did what I draft wasn't right? Sometimes <laughs> it can go your way, but I think also yeah. we have the tendency to really overanalyze. And I think what you're doing here is sticking with your gut, sticking to your guns, and going with who you liked in your draft. And I think aside from what's on paper and that making sense with the players you're describing, especially Larkin, we already got into that one. Yeah, is don't really push it to rush the gun. Yeah, the waiver wire is your friend, of course. But in these competitive leagues, especially steel, when you have more money, time and research usually invested, don't just go and bail on the on the players that you've really sunk your teeth into. I would actually, you know, really be wary of doing that too early. So I love how you're employing this strategy. And sorry, it was Hyman and Larkin, right? Yeah, it was Hyman and Larkin, and I would be receiving Claude Giroux and Jack Eichel. That is someone, in my opinion, also, Steele, that is listening to this pod very closely, smart idea, and playing on your heartstrings about Jack Eichel. 
because yeah. you have been very high on that player as well. And I think that's what I'm sniffing out in this situation because I was sniffing that the, out too. Yeah. The balance of what's here on paper, that is a one-sided trade offer for the most part. Is it horrible? Absolutely no. not. Is it one of those ones we're going to roast people on Twitter for this year or X or I get we're calling it X now. I'm seeing all over ESPN and first I'm take. calling it Twitter. It's still Twitter okay. to me. Thank goodness. So we're, <laughs> we're making a pod decision. It's Twitter. Yes. Perfect. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to be roasting some of you guys on Twitter this year. So make sure you're coming correct with these trade offers. I don't think it was, you know, heinous. I think it was very fair, but I yep. like that you have gone this route. And I had a few trade offers come my way, Steele, and I actually declined them. I'm trying to bring up one of them, but also shout out to someone who just sent me this message in our league. And I'm trying to figure out what GM it is. All it says is T. Big flip. Three moves early with a cap at 75. Bad draft? Question mark. I'm curious. <laughs> I had a plan to draft a goalie in the third round. Defense after. Failed big time. But just going <laughs> with how the draft went. Hopefully it works out for us grabbing goalies early. I just had to read that out because I thought it was hilarious. Last year I took Sorokin in the second round. And I got <laughs> roasted for it. This year I didn't really take as much heat for taking Jake Ottinger in the second round. I just really hope Steele that Jake Ottinger continues to be the absolute stud he has been. And not to get off topic, because I will get back to what you were just saying about Larkin and Hyman. I want you to finish up your point on that. I just really love already how much interaction, how much support, how much interest we are already seeing in both of these leagues. Straight up kudos to all of our listeners out there for all their interest and also our bad for the lack of consistency on episodes this week. That was mostly me. Big boy was in the old emerge with a blown up eyelid. Things are getting a little <laughs> hectic around here, Steele. Thanks for holding me down, but just shouts out to all the listeners. We will be here Monday through Friday all season long. Those imaginary bees got you in your dream, didn't they? <laughs> Steal something. I think it was too much crying from the Toronto Blue Jays. Maybe it was that. It, it, it was probably that. And and <laughs> yeah, that was that was a, a little bit unfortunate. You can't even predict that. That is just completely out of the blue what happened. Uh, I, I wish don't want to talk about I it. I wish everyone could see uh, see the picture Flip sent me the other day of, of him in the Emmers. That was too funny. <laughs> no but to go back to, to go back to roasting on Twitter, I've already done that a few times in my year-to-year -year league. I've gotten some heinous Bang. trades, some absolute brutal trades. Um, but that's what happens. So if you're going to be a part of the listener, uh, the Locked On Listener League, you yeah. got to be ready for some of those uh, some, from some of those uh, yep. tweets out there targeting you. Also, the group chats on the Yahoo Fantasy leagues are just popping right now. We're having a good time so far. It's going to be a great season. We are going to continue. Uh, we're going to get to the casual league on tomorrow's episode. We've mm -hmm. got one more mock draft before the start of the season. That will be on Monday's episode. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, making it your first listen every single day. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning. Eastern time is when you can find our episodes. And thank you guys so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again tomorrow. Peace.